You murdering rat, I'm a hunter, not an assassin. Come, Rainsford, say you will hunt with me. Hunt men? Say you will hunt with me! Well, welcome back, everybody, to Take Me to Your Reader, discussing adapted science fiction at its best and worst. I'm Seth. I'm James. And I'm Colin. And this time we are doing the first of at least one episode, probably more than one episode, (laughs) on The Most Dangerous Game, which is a 1924 story by Richard Connell. And it's not really science fiction, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) But interestingly enough, it's listed in some science fiction places. We found it on ISFDB. Yep. And you can find an entry for the first movie in the science fiction encyclopedia. Nice. But to me, at least this fits quite solidly in speculative fiction. And we can talk about why we think that is. But it's been adapted a bazillion times. Yes. At least, right. or or as the big book of adventure fiction, which I got from the library, which is like 400 pages, uh, <laughs> the size of a dictionary. Uh, it, it's one of the most anthologized stories of all time as well. Um, and it it mentions in the little kind of pre-story blurb about Richard Connell, it says how it's the most anthologized, and it's it's inspired a lot of uh, adaptations. And then it says, and, you know, some looser ones as well. Um, so in this series, we're going to cover some of the ones that we would think are sort of directly adapted from it, and also some of the uh, more inspired by looser adaptations, just so that we can do some fun titles. Yes. Right. But for this one, my arbitrary <laughs> idea was, let's cover the ones that have the same name. <laughs> well, almost the same name, minus some articles. Yes, as, yeah. as long as you don't uh, worry about indefinite or definite articles, then then yes. <laughs> and then we might survive the podcast. So, for this one, we have the story, we have the 1932 pre-code RKO Pictures movie, that's like right. 74 minutes long. Yep. <laughs> and then we have... Most dangerous game that loses the the, which was the Queeby series, mm-hmm. and then we have the 2022 B lister <laughs> version that. But 90th I, anniversary movie, I guess it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, starring Casper Van Dien and Tom right. Berenger and Judd Nelson, and featuring Bruce Dern. <laughs> and evidently, you know, back in the day, this would have been a direct-to-video kind of thing. Nowadays, you can... Direct-to-streaming. You can yeah. go direct-to-streaming. <laughs> I'm not sure where it ever actually streamed. Uh, the Wikipedia thing says it was released in theaters. I have a hard time believing that. Well, that would explain why it has a Rotten Tomatoes rating. Right. They don't release everything. They don't rate everything on streaming. That's true. Right. This was yeah. not worth rating on streaming. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. So yeah. uh, let's start with the story. Any previous history with the story? I'm almost positive I had read the story as part of an English class in the 80s. Okay. But you? Uh, not the story, but definitely the premise. <laughs> okay. Yeah. For me, I remember reading the story in eighth grade. And um, and really? I, was, I was telling you guys, I remember that my sister wrote a, oh, yeah, yeah. a new version of it with a female <laughs> protagonist who had an awesome derringer and plunging necklines and big bosoms. Um, <laughs> I, I think she specialized in the male gaze in her writing. <laughs> um all I remember is the Derringer. She was obsessed with the tiny little pistol. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Walked into that one. Uh, anyhow, so uh, the 1924 story. Yes, let's talk about this. You know, in what sense is this speculative fiction? Because it's worth mentioning that, you know, we've already covered things that could say to be that they were inspired by this. We covered The Hunger Games, The Seventh Victim, The Running Man, The Prize of Peril. They're all, you know, Hunting right. human beings for fun and profit. For mm-hmm. sports. 
Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those films we see as science fiction as well. We do. Yeah. Well, a lot of those are post-apocalyptic kind of things. Yeah. And and to some degree, some advanced, you know, technology. Yeah. That would, you know, qualify them as science fiction in certain, certain, from certain points of view. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The the speculative premise, I mean, it's obviously like the idea of Mm -hmm. what if somebody took the logical, you know, hunting to its logical extreme and hunted humans. That's right. one of the sociological ideas, right? Sociology is a science. Mm-hmm. But you, you had another idea for the premise, for what, what it's about. Well, you know, back in the in the 20s, things were quite a bit different than they are today. You know, science fiction is a mainstream in our society. Back then, yeah. it was it was pretty rare. Horror, on the other hand, mm. ghost stories and other kinds of things where people do horrific things uh, yeah. from the supernatural uh, okay. and the regular are quite a bit different. Mm. And I think that may have been some of the... Yeah, I'm not really sure if this is if this falls into science fiction or not. But right. It I think it definitely falls into horror yeah. because yeah. this is the story of a hunter who becomes the hunted. Right. A lot of these other adaptations, some of the ones that we'll be talking about, some of the ones that we'll be watching, they don't have that that primal that very prime concept. They are mm. people hunting humans. Right. But not that whole what does it feel like to be the prey that I have hunted for so long. Right. Right. And that, that's definitely in the story, and we can we can talk about this. And you know, full spoilers. Obviously, like we said, this is one of the most anthologized stories you can find out there. You can find it in a variety of places, lots of books, lots of mm-hmm. you know. You can find a PDF of it, I'm sure, mm-hmm. somewhere. So it's in the it's in the public domain. It's a it's a quick read. You find out yeah. that uh, Baron Zaroff or whatever his name is is pretty racist. Talks about how right he's hunting <laughs> and he lists off a bunch of people and you're like woof that's problematic um yeah <laughs> pre-nazi you know but right. uh, still you know right in there but yeah the, the the story in the broad strokes or i mean we can we can kind of talk through the whole plot pretty quickly right where you have a hunter who's on a ship talking about hunting and how great hunting is and if there's any empathy at all with the creature being hunted or is there a connection between them you know mm-hmm. right that discussion is definitely being had and then they're shipwrecked well, in this. the morality of hunting. And they're the not shipwrecked. Hunting. Yeah. He falls off that's the right, ship. That's right. He falls off the ship. Yes. Yeah. Everyone Chase. else goes on except for him. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Like he fumbles a cigar or something. Right. Yeah. A pipe. A pipe. A pipe. Yeah. 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 Rainsford falls over. <laughs> yes. And Rainsford falls, falls over, swims to shore, and finds himself so at this guy's house um, who likes to hunt people. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so the hunt commences, I believe it's, was it three days in the? It was three days. Yeah. yeah. And the idea is, is is that if if you win, then yeah, he'll he'll essentially let you go and yeah, take you home. <laughs> yes, and so then it's it's you know this guy is so bored with regular hunting that that uh, you know hunting people is the right. is the big excitement and uh, and he really enjoys the hunt because Rainsford knows how to set traps and so there's some admiration from Zeroff. Right? Yeah, uh, Rainsford has written books that Zeroff has read. That's right. So he's yeah, yeah. he's known for being a hunter. Yeah, he's he's Doctor Grant from Jurassic Park. He's a, he's a renowned <laughs> hunter. Yeah, yeah. world renowned. Yeah. Right? yeah. In, in fact, there's an interesting discussion to be had why Zeroff, you know, has become bored with hunting and Rainsford hasn't. Yeah, I think that talks about the nature of the people that are involved in this story. Mm. Yeah, ultimately, uh, Rainsford pretends to plunge to his death. You know, swims around finds his way back into Zeroff's bedroom and mm-hmm. kills him off screen and takes over his property. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, so then we don't know what happens from there. Maybe, maybe he, he's like, yeah, that was kind of fun. Um, maybe maybe oh, I'll yeah. start doing this. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. No. Find out next maybe time. Maybe in the, the story sequel, he takes over the yes. island and yeah. becomes the hunter. Yeah. <laughs> so in the, in the mid-90s, there was a famous 
internet meme before internet memes were really a thing mm-hmm. about classic villain mistakes. Yes. Right? You've yeah. seen it? You may have seen it, James. Monologuing. Duh. There's a monologuing, <laughs> but there's there's one about, you know, I will not keep my prison I will not keep my prisoner captive if I think he's a threat. I'm just gonna shoot him and kill him. Right. Instead right. of doing what Baron Zeroff does, which is he tracks him down to a tree, acknowledges that he's there, and then comes back to hunt him again the next day because he's having yeah. fun. Right. Yeah. What what was that? Uh, what was that called? Evil overlord rules. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 10, Ten or fifteen rules for being an evil yeah. overlord. I, I will not. My, my my faceless minions will not have dark face masks so that my enemy cannot masquerade as one of them. Yes. The button to destroy my secret right. island fortress will not clearly be labeled. Button to destroy my secret. Yeah. Self destruct yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Good stuff. And so yes, if you are the hunter and you have your prey hunted down, you shoot them. Mm-hmm. Just like yep. Seth Green said. <laughs> right. Yes. In Austin Powers. Yes. Correct. You know, but he was more about the thrill of it. And so, so it wasn't, it was going to be anticlimactic for him. Right. And, right. That, and that yeah. kind of thing yeah. comes back, comes into the Queeby series. Which makes you wonder, bit. is he a supervillain then or not? Hmm. Oh, he was not. <laughs> you know, when I first heard the story title, I thought, I thought, okay, what kind of game are we talking about? You know, thinking of game in like Monopoly, you know, yeah, risk right, and, right. and that kind of thing. Whereas game here means the prey, the most yes, dangerous right. prey would be another way to, to, to call it. In some of these adaptations, uh, you get the game being interpreted differently in a way, or, or the, the word game being used maybe, maybe mm. in a, mm. in a double meaning kind of way, uh, right. less, less about the prey and more about the game part of it. Mm. And that's what you get in, in things like The Running Man, which is literally a game. Right? Yeah. Right. But they're hunting humans for sport. Yeah. And they are the game. So you have yeah. kind of two sides to that word. Although it has cool right. audience participation. Participation It isn't yes. just hunters against prey. <laughs> it's hunters against prey and you get to bet on who you think is right. going to win. I pick Ben right. Richards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else What else to talk about about the, the story? I mean, because you, you had a take on this that I thought was interesting. Yeah. The, the horror take. Yeah. Right. right. And, and horror has traditionally fallen under the genre of science fiction. Mm-hmm. But just the idea that it's it's not the story of a man being hunted by another man. It's the story of a hunter Becoming empathizing with his prey because uh-huh. he, he realizes what it's like to be the prey. Yeah. It makes you wonder, you know, will, uh, will he continue to hunt after this? And how will he mm-hmm. hunt? And maybe he will hunt, but he'll have a different approach to it, a different feel about it. Or you know, who knows? Yeah. Um, the, a couple of interesting things came out of this story. In our culture, in addition to all these adaptations, mm. one was the people that invented paintball had recently read this story. Mm. So they found a safe way <laughs> to implement yeah. hunting. And right. apparently people think that this story was mentioned by the Zodiac Killer. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's a mention of uh, like the most dangerous game or the most dangerous right. prey. And hmm. Hmm. So not, not quite so positively inspirational like paintball. Right. To the extent that paintball is inspirational <laughs> or is, is, is positive. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty popular and yeah. non-lethal. It, it's fun. Right. You know, it's not fun to get hit in the neck with a paintball, especially no. in, in, uh, in cold temperatures. I or can, the hand. I can tell you. Yeah. The hand, that, that sucks Hand's too. Hand's a bad spot too. I, I got one right on the finger once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and airsoft, you know, that's a, another one. It's another thing. Yep. Because guns are fun. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Uh, anything else to talk about about the story, or should we move on to the? Like, no, the but game? I think uh, I wanted to want to point something out because not all the adaptations we're talking about actually keep all the same themes. Yes, and so you have your theme of the hunter becoming the hunted, the hunter empathizing with the hunted, and then what was the other one? Oh, hunting people, 
Hunt yeah. people. Okay. Hunting okay. people, we'll see that in lots of adaptations. Right. Yeah. Yes. But you don't really see the other ones very much. In, no. In not only the direct adaptations, as we're going to call them, I suppose, but then the ancillary adaptations as well. Yeah. 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 Well, let's move on to that first adaptation then, 1932. 1932. Uh, you know, this is this is pre-The Hayes Code, um, RKO Pictures. I don't know, 70-minute film. It's very short. Very short. Um, starring Faye Ray. Yes. Um, I can't remember the, the name of the other guy who, who starred in it. Uh, Robert Armstrong. That's that's the brother. That's the brother. The drunk brother. Yeah. The interesting oh, right. thing about yeah. Faye Ray and Robert Armstrong being in, being <laughs> in The Most Dangerous Game was they were also in King Kong. Yes. Oh, both of them? Which mm-hmm. had the same writer and director. <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny. And were shot at the same lot. At the same time. <laughs> oh, well, Zeroff's Zer- place was definitely like Count Dracula's And home shared as well. sets. Yeah. Between <laughs> King Kong and the most dangerous game. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, back, you, back when you could like film, make films in like a three days or something. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Oh, yeah. I mean, you built the sets. Right. You're going to use them. So it's a great way to save cost. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, evidently, one of the other adaptations that we haven't watched today uh, called uh, A Game of Death, which is not the Bruce Lee movie. Um, uh, was a in, in 1945. It actually reuses some footage from the original movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Whoa! So, oh my gosh! That's a nice um, kind of homage to throw yeah. in there. Little, yeah. little bonus. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like in the thing, right? The the Carpenter remake where they they reuse some of the footage when they're when they're looking at the when they go to the Norwegian base and, uh-huh. the, and they're they're watching something. There's a scene right. that's from the original movie. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. the other person who was there is Leslie Banks, who plays Baron Zaroff. Mm, he's fantastic. Yeah, he was. Uh, he brings this interesting thing to it that half of his face is paralyzed. Mm-hmm. And so his eye is preternaturally wide mm-hmm. and his that whole side of his lip doesn't move very much. Mm-hmm. And he, he speaks somewhat oddly. Yes. And he um, strokes his scar. Yep, and he right. strokes his scar, <laughs> which evidently he got in the First World War. Got in the First World War. Oh, yeah. Wow. Although in the movie, there's like, it was pinned to the tree by a water buffalo or something? Yeah, right. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it burns when the prayer near. Yeah. <laughs> so in this one, it, it sticks with, it's essentially a canonical remake. Pretty, yeah. And, and, or, or, sorry, adaptation, because it has, you know, a ship carrying hunters. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. they, they literally are going to, to hunt, and they're going through these, this perilous channel, and here we have a shipwreck instead of Rainsford accidentally falling over <laughs> trying to catch his pipe. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that would have been just silly. Though. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. But um, I mean, the interesting is they did. They it's still like from the story though. It's just the story that Zaroff told in the written work, I guess. How he became shipwrecked there? Yeah. No, 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 no. So in in the short story, Zaroff exposed, exposited about how he got people trapped on the island yeah. so he could hunt them, mm-hmm. and that and the way that he explained how he was trapping people was how they got trapped on the island in the movie. Yes. Yeah, by running running aground in the false false lights, I suppose. So he is moving the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah, the yeah. rocks, right? I I, th- yeah. I got the impression that he he had some some mechanism that he could use to move the rocks around, but oh, pff, that's <laughs> a bit larger. <laughs> that, yeah, that would be a bit more difficult, I think, than yeah. moving lights. That would be more super villain or not super villain, uh, evil overlord. Evil yeah. overlord for sure. Move yeah. the move the shoals. Yeah. So I, I thought it was a I thought it was a nice adaptation trick. Yeah. It's very interesting watching films of this era because they're very economical. You know, they, they do not have any time to to mm-hmm. sit around, unlike certain other adaptations. <laughs> um, and and so and and there's lots of right. there's lots of funny things that are done with the camera. You, uh, I can't remember. I think it was James mentioned that Faye Ray in certain light looked looked oh, yeah. very brunette. You know, in other right. light she looked almost blonde. Um, because they were going yep. for a glamour shot, like, at some like point. Jerry's, like Jerry's girlfriend in that episode of Seinfeld. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> she looked good in the right light. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's along there to be pretty and to, to scream a little bit yeah. in 30s fashion and ends up, you know, the, the brother ends up as the first prey, basically. That we see. That yeah. we see. Yeah. Um, pretty grim when they went down to the, the game room, right? Not the game room. Right. Trophy room. The, the terribly taxidermied human heads. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to see my etchings? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, pretty canonical in the way that uh, Rainsford sets traps and, and that kind of stuff and ends up back in the mansion. Mm-hmm. Right. I would have liked to have to have had him come out from behind the curtains in the bedroom, you know? That, that would have been cool. Oh, that would have been a nice nod, yeah. It's it's not as cinematic as, as having a badly choreographed fight scene, I suppose. Right. <laughs> Fist fight between him and... <laughs> you can have a badly choreographed fight scene in the bathroom, bedroom. <laughs> yeah, I guess you can. Two men rolling around on a bed, though. And I mean, it's pre-code, so <laughs> probably could have gotten away with it. Yeah. Um, Unthinkable. Yep. Okay, so why do you keep mentioning pre-code? Like, does it really matter? I mean, there wasn't anything, like... Offensive no, in the no there, there wasn't. No. The point being right? that before the code, you could put offensive things into movies. I, know, I understand there could have been. It's just like there, there really wasn't though. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah. When when the, the code okay. came in, it, it did stuff like you can't show two to um, a man and a woman in the same bed. You know, for instance, that's that's oh. why in lots of sitcoms, it showed people sleeping in separate beds. Really? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought yeah. I was up. I was thought it was because the guy snored. <laughs> the only reason you have kids is because it was a cold winter yes <laughs> I, I, it's a fun watch uh the, the only eh, you know the, i think the, i liked it the thing i will say is the sound the audio is really quite poor yeah that could have been the copy we were watching though yeah yeah i mean um, we watched it on amazon yeah. yeah okay and yeah it, it's probably i mean it's an old film and right yeah like, it's 1932 so it's eight ninety years, years. Yeah, but it'll be eight more years till it falls into the public domain. Mm. Oh, no, actually, I think it's already in the public domain. Really? Yeah. So I, if someone wanted to, they could actually get it, download like, it. Remaster it. Or remaster yeah. it yeah. if they could. Train an AI yeah. algorithm to clean up the audio. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't clean up the brothers because he was drunk the whole time. Oh, you can't clean that up because it was badly, <laughs> yeah, badly, badly pronounced alcoholic. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't remember yeah. if it's this movie or one of the other ones that has fallen into the public domain. I think it is this one. Should um, be. Kind of similar to, oh no, maybe I'm thinking of the other one because Richard Connell wrote another story that I was telling you. Um, I can't remember what the name of it is off the top of my head now. It's a Christmas one that I was saying, oh, we could do this for, for Christmas. Yeah. Um, maybe that's the one that fell into the public domain. Kind of the same way that It's a Wonderful Life did. Um, mm-hmm. Off the check. Pretty canonical. Yeah. There was hunting yeah. with dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some dogs Ivan, died. Ivan died. Yeah. Although I, I was never really convinced that Ivan died due to a trap because I don't remember him setting that trap. Yeah. I don't think he just died by misadventure though. No, so. no. I think it was a trap. Yeah. I mean, well, it looked, okay. So it looked like a trap, but I'm with you then that I don't remember him setting it yeah no, he, he definitely ran into a spear yeah <laughs> or a pointy stick i suppose yeah and it was uh, foggy yeah. it is foggy rainsford so you have negated the use of my rifle right. good strategy <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I did enjoy you know zeroff is trying to convince rainsford to join him as a hunter right. yes and to just hey let's let's have some good bromance here you know where where we bring people right. to the island and hunt them it'll be awesome you know high five well yeah he totally like respects him as a hunter for yeah time. And then there's all that, that stuff about, you know, first, first the kill, then love. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Yeah, all that was funny. <laughs> yeah. But when he's trying to convince him, the lighting on his face is really cool because he looks like Mephistopheles or, or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and some of the shots yeah. where, where they uh, were in the jungle and they switched from, you know, like a, a, a profile or a one third shot to head on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you could see them rushing through the jungle or you could see them going. Oh, yeah. The yeah like and, a first person view. Kind yeah, of yeah I like yeah. that. Yeah, I like that, that too. Was neat. That yeah. reminded me a little bit of the Night of the Eagle, the um, Burn Witch Burn, I think was the other title of it. The One of the Conjure Wife ones, the one that we oh. actually oh, sort of yeah. liked. Uh huh. Um, that I think was from the sixties where there was, there was some cool camera work where it was kind of POV. Um, and this, this one kind of had that too. You don't see a lot of interesting things done with cameras in thirties films. No. Or in some 2022 films. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was a nice, uh, poetic justice thing where, where Zeroff at the end falls down to the dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, anything else to say about this one? I think I liked I liked Zaroff. Uh, I like I liked a lot of his dialogue. He yeah, was, uh, he was very like a cool character. Not you know like cool cool, but like cool even killed character. Mm-hmm. Trying like very his argument was like super logical in his point of view. Right, he's yeah. just laying things out very logically, very you know succinct. And I, the way that he was talking in the movie, was the way I kind of pictured him how he would have spoken in the story. I think too. Mm. Yeah, like where he's just very. He was synced and logical. He's like, I did. I was a marksman as a kid. I was this. Yeah, he laid everything out from when he was a kid up until he became the like, human hunter, I guess. Yeah. And it was all just very linear, very logical, like no flaws whatsoever, and very unemotional. Mm-hmm. And that, that carried over into the movie, I think, quite well. And yeah. the actor did a great job, I think, with it. And yeah, yeah. he was my favorite yeah. Zaroff of the canonical adaptations that we saw today. Yes, so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to the 2020 adaptation? The Kibi one? Kibi, yes. It, it's, yes. Kibi was a nice idea. You know, short yeah. form, super short form television. You could mm. do some cool stuff with it. You know, um, it did not work. No, um, no. Was, was it is not, gone now, right? Like, completely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so at some point, uh, you know, there were 15 episodes of it and it was all stitched together and it stitched together quite well into a movie, yeah. actually. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure about the pacing, but we'll we'll get to that. But um, you know, it's stitched together into a you know, slightly over two hour movie, right? Um, and this one is starring Liam Liam Hemsworth as the the prey, and then Christoph Waltz as Miles. That's Seller. fantastic. Yeah, he is. He, I mean, he makes everything better. So I love Christoph Waltz. It was brilliant. I love Liam Hemsworth. Character name in this. His name is Dodge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Quite apropos, I suppose. Yeah, and and you know, there's there's a couple other folks in there that I can't name that I know from other things. Um, right. Yeah. His the, friend the hunters. Luger is from Severance. Yes, that's right. Oh, that's that's a right. uh, Cherry. His last name is Cherry. Uh, Zach Cherry. Yeah. And, right. Yeah. Uh, like his acting, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. There's some definite changes here, right? This is more of the game isn't the quarry. The game is the game, right? It's a game. Yes. Um, yeah, but there's still a quarry. There yeah, still is a quarry. It's still a dangerous game. Yeah. But we should do a little yeah. plot explanation to yeah, kind yeah. of bring it in. Yeah. So our friend Dodge learns, uh, well, has known for a while Got that a, his wife is yeah. pregnant. Yeah. And uh, is trying to sell this building, which is an absolute failure project, mm-hmm. and then finds out that he has cancer and that he's going to die, and he doesn't want to leave his wife with all this I would say he finds out debt. he's been diagnosed. Yes. It's Breaking cancer. Bad. Yeah, it's Breaking Bad. <laughs> totally. Um, in fact, it would have... Did it come out after Breaking Bad? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, remember, we don't know... We know when this was released on Amazon to stream. No, when tw- did, 2020 is when 2020. it came out. Yeah. That, so it's Keith well after. only been dead that shortly? Um, I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, it did not last long. Okay. So. And so then he's approached by a guy that says, I can find a way to get you lots of money so that you don't leave your wife in debt. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is join our game. Right. Right. Yes. All you have to do is sign up to be hunted and you'll get paid per hour, which is very, very much like the running man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to check in periodically. I like the twist that you have to have this phone with you and every hour there will be 15 seconds where everybody knows exactly where you are. Yeah. Right. Um, that was a nice, a nice twist. You don't get any money. You don't, you know, you, you not armed in any way. And, uh, and you have five people hunting you. Um, and there's a, you know, in terms of the, the quality of this, it's front loaded quality to me. I mean, I, I enjoyed the whole movie. I guess, I guess we should talk about that. Do you enjoy the, oh, the series? It was, yeah. it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, the best part for me was at the beginning in the diner where he's, he, you know, it takes a while, a couple of episodes <laughs> to convince him to do it. Yes. Right? And then right. once he signs on to do it, he comes to this diner and Miles, Christoph Waltz is, is giving him the rundown on here's what you have to do. You have to have this phone with you at all times. And then he says, you know, how, you know, where are the other hunters? And he says, they're all here in the diner. <laughs> um, and, and the, the delivery of everything in that diner by Christoph Waltz is just brilliant. Fantastic. It, it's so yeah. good. Well, um, no, the delivery of everything by Christoph Waltz in the entire movie yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, seeing him pander to one side and then the other, it's like, wow, yeah. I mean, the orchestration <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I have to say, good. that that is one of the best movies I have seen in a long time. Okay. Cross genre, at home, in theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Something happened. I bought into it. Okay. And I, I, I rode along with the guy and then the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. Mm-hmm. The hunters were fun as well. They, you know, they were all yeah. drawn slightly differently. Mm-hmm. Right. The, you know, because we had... Nixon. They were all named after president. <laughs> yeah, they had false identities, yeah. so that if they were caught during the, the, this happening, that they're all uh, named after. No, no, I guess not dead presidents. The, the master company would never ever be right. indicted. Right. Right. Yeah, and so you had Nixon, who's the three piece, three piece suit English guy, who's yeah. one, of the, one of the bad guys from Reacher, um, who's who has you know wants to kill people with spring loaded ice pick things. Yeah. Right. Um, Isn't yeah. that from uh, a cr- No Country for Old Men? No, no, that was like a pneumatic cattle killer device. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to see him kill somebody that way though. Just put the thing by the side of their head and But but that's oh. the thing, right? It's it's not indiscriminate killing. It's it's killing within the rules of this game and he is a very much right. the rules of this game. Um yeah. abiding by it, right? Yes. Yeah. He's no, not he going around murdering other people. Later on the drug killers, they all get murdered. Not by him. Not by him. Yeah. That's He true. was not yeah. there. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I mean, in the end he was honorable about it. He's like, oh, yeah. sunrise. Damn, you win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, um, I thought it was cool. And then you have Reagan. And I love how he just walked off. It was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Good show, good show. And then just takes off. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out, yo. Although I totally could skip the end. Sorry. <laughs> you did. You did. I mean, we're going full spoilers on everything. Right. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, we should mention at this point that this, it is available on Prime Video. Yep. And you should watch it. You should stop right now and go watch it because you yeah. will really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, yeah, we, I think uh, it's obvious we all enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't think it was amazing. I, I thought it was good. Um, and and uh, Oh, I thought it was amazing. Okay. Yeah. It reminded me of The Game with Michael Douglas from the, again, from the 90s. Also an amazing film. Which I haven't seen, so yeah, I'll I put that on my DVD. list of shame. You know, there's the A plot and the B plot, essentially. The A plot is mm-hmm. Dodge trying to... Dodge for twenty four hours. <laughs> Dodge, for, for twenty four hours <laughs> yeah. while staying within the city limits of Detroit, and that right. that comes in interesting places where he's like <laughs> yeah. sneaked into a, the trunk of a car, <laughs> and then then he hears them uh, doing exposition about right. oh we'll be back in you know 
Bloomington. The Bloomington, Bloomington or, or wherever. Or, yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah. And <laughs> right. leave, leaving the city causes the game to go on forever. Right. You, you can never, you, you lose your victory condition yeah. at that point. I assume you stop getting paid as well. <laughs> oh, they didn't yeah, say right. that. They didn't say it, but I'm, I'm thinking in the, in the contract. Right, they're not going to pay you for eons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Now, major spoilers. I, I, I do want to say, if you haven't watched it, it's definitely worth watching. Um, yeah. it, if, you, if you're a fan of the story or of the running man kind of things, I, I think you'd enjoy this. It's pretty well, pretty well done. Um, but at some point... What happens? Right, he he ends up on the wrong side of the tracks, someplace in Detroit, and yep, gets projects. gets yeah gets gets beat up by by some drug dealers. Mm-hmm. Right, and they're telling him, hey, you know, you're either a cop, yeah, or you're a dealer. Right, yeah. and your your phone has this cash app on it that shows you're loaded, so you got to be a dealer. Where's the product? Right, because you brought this fake crap. Right, right, and and that's when he finds out that that his drugs, which he thinks are potent painkillers, are basically just aspirin or or something. You know, some mild analgesic. Right. And uh, it's, uh, anti-inflammatory. Anti-inflammatory, yeah. So yeah. basically Advil. Yeah. Advil right. is kind of what she called it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought she NSAIDs. said aspirin. But. Yeah. Well, they um, called the, the drug dealer guy called aspirin and then the nurse oh, that's called right. it NSA. Yeah. And uh, and that that's when like all of us were like, his cancer's not real. Because because yeah. we were all <laughs> we were all kind of in agreement. Like if he if he ends up with a bunch of money and finds a cancer cure, this is really gonna be lame. Yeah. <laughs> um because you know, yep. <laughs> a movie like this is kind of an indictment of the American healthcare system, right? Where where somebody can, yeah. I mean, he was already in debt because of his business ventures, right? Real estate right. ventures. Never heard of anybody who has a bunch of real estate and a lot lots of debt. <clears throat> Trump, um, <laughs> but uh, his family should not be, you know, in in such dire straits just because he has a cancer diagnosis, right? It'd be right. It'd be nice if that were right. not the case, right? That's the thing that seals the deal. Where yeah. he's, it makes him so desperate to not leave his family bereft that he's going to go do this thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you find out that the entire situation was manipulated, that, that he was fooled into believing that he had a mass in his brain mm-hmm. because he was getting these headaches. Well, the headaches were because he was dosed with something by someone. We still don't know who. Um, I don't think it was Luger. I think they, they exonerated him pretty well. Okay. They did a good job of making yeah, him look shady. How did he like, magically show up a few times, though? Like, Really? Well, he, okay, he, so I could forgive him showing up in the truck at the playground. Like, okay, that's fine. You, you figured he might go there. But then he randomly showed up in that warehouse. Where... No, the, the warehouse is just randomly turned on, though, right? Yeah. Like, thought, all the lights turned on. It, it was well, randomly old... turned on. He turned it on to lure the guys there. Yeah, I know. The hunters, I know. But right? from the perspective of anyone from the outside, they're like, oh, look, that building that's connected with the person that I know just lit up. Yeah. Maybe I should show up there. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe. I, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he did look shady. Uh, yeah. It yeah. does look shady. It, that, I, th- I think that second time him showing up looked shady to me. Hmm. And then when Christoph Waltz was point, you know, giving him the story, I'm like, this kind of jives a little bit. Yes. Yeah. 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 Your friend who gave you $50,000 of his money mm-hmm. watching you build business while he's behind a counter. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, trying to but, make him believe in the, you know, blue collar, white collar, you know, you left me behind kind of thing. Yeah. Right. The, you know, the wife is eventually kidnapped. Know. Um, and, and used as bait more or less. And at some point that's when you get, you get, uh, dialogue from Christoph Waltz saying he's busy playing a game. So that's the different use of the word game, right? Yes. Um, and that, that's where there's sort of the tie in with squid game, right? Where rich people are essentially, (laughs) you know, paying lots of money to, to watch bad things happen to. Well, and lots of other, uh, you know, edit or adaptations inspired by films. Yes. A lot of them are the same. It's a bunch of rich people. 
Yeah. Hunting poor people. Yeah. Because they're preying on, on people who are vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Although I think Squid Squid Game, I think, does a better job of talking about the desperation of the people yes. that stay for the money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could all leave. And they all came back. Yep. Right. Well, I mean, in this in this movie, too, I mean, he got into the situation by thinking he was in a desperate situation. Right. Well, and that, yeah, that's right. what I want to talk so. about. You have the A plot and the B plot where you have you have him being hunted and then you have his wife reacting to the money and investigating, you know, what, what's right. happening. And that leads right. to her finding whatever his name is, uh, Mr. Miles. Yeah. Miles and, and getting kidnapped. Well, th- th- I think they're afraid that once Dodge knows that he doesn't have cancer, he has no reason to finish the game. He's right. got money. He can just stop and walk away. Sure. But that leaves them owing money to the hunters yeah. and at, at legal risk, right? Yeah. And so, or, right. or some kind of risk. Uh, so they kidnap his wife to give him new incentive. Yeah, they, um, they, they yeah. kind of cover their ass with the cops. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and because and, yeah. I'm not sure that you could technically hold him to a contract. I, I, I think the contract is illegal, first of all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it was legal, if you got him into right. it on false pretenses by fooling him into thinking that he had cancer. That, right. that, that calls the whole consent part of it into question. Yeah. Well, that's why he picks up a gun. Yeah. Yeah. I will tell the other people they can also use guns. Yes. Yeah, you had Reagan, who was the the redneck, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> who like like crocodile hunter, not crocodile hunter, alligator hunter. Yeah. And then Kennedy was the <laughs> ninja ninja lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was the she would be she played the part of Maggie Q in this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then LBJ, who we didn't really learn anything about, other than he came and shot up the drug house. Yeah, well, you know, right. I, I thought it was a great, a great comeback around because yeah. right. uh, when Dodge leaves the 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 diner the where he meets oh, well, yeah. Miles and the game starts, someone comes and sits next to him, and right. he's convinced right. that this guy is one of the killers, and so he runs away from the bus. Right, and then it kind of turns. You, you kind of realize, well, he doesn't follow him, so he probably isn't. Yeah, but then he is. But he is. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I thought. Well, it was I think. A great... I think what kind of for me what lended a little bit more credence to him not being a hunter. Was that he legitimately had a lunchbox full of lunch? Yeah, it spilled over in the scene as Dodge was running away, and you see a sandwich fall out of a drink or something. Right, and, and <laughs> that's what feels a little bit more like the prize of peril, where it's ordinary citizens hunting him. Where, like, oh, yeah, you know, the, yeah. the English guy, he looks like a, a high roller who, right. who does this for for fun. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I don't get the impression the hunters are being paid. No, I think no, they're, they're paying for the privilege. They're bored. Yeah, yeah, they're paying. They're the ones paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyhow, it's very, very enjoyable. There's a funny moment where uh, there's a hockey game on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, this is the moment, this is the desperation where you can feel, you know, the, the end coming. Oh, yeah. So you're hearing the, the radio announcer talk about this as his wife is is ripping through their apartment trying to find some kind of yeah. evidence about, right. you know, can I find out where my <laughs> husband is? Yeah. It's, it's pretty on the nose, but enjoyable. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brilliant writing. There's a, supposed to be a sequel to this. On on ro- ro- Roku channel, Roku channel, and I think it's going to be worth watching. Okay, I mean it sets up for a second season. Right. Know, I, they just moved to a different city. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. because because it even references that they had done it in Bangkok or or someplace else for millennia. Um, oh, San Juan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has been going on since gladiatorial games. Yeah, right? so. yeah. Since since the Romans decided there were too much of wusses to to have that combat in there, you know, they had to move it underground and <laughs> yeah. Well, then their culture fell apart, so. Yep. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, the finale of this one, he sets traps, which is nice. Yeah. They're not fully successful. Not fully successful. And you don't have him, you never have the moment, because this is a series, because it's set up to go more than one 
season. Mm-hmm. You never have the closing of the loop with Miles, with Christoph Waltz. Right. right? Because he is the stand-in for Zeroff, sort of. So really, he's like the manager of all the Zeroffs. Right. So. Or is he Zeroff and they're all the dogs? Hmm. I don't know. He they're clearly, all Ivan. Yeah. He clearly works for some other people as well. <laughs> I wanted to see where this is like oh, be, yeah. being broadcast someplace. Um, oh. Yeah. Someplace somehow. Like on The uh, Simpsons. <laughs> there were an awful lot of cameras involved. <laughs> yeah, as I said, they'd yeah. had, they had quite a few shots where they had like city cameras going zoop. Yeah. Zip, zip. Like people the, might have been watching. We yeah. need to mention there's also the observer guy, you know, the guy who's in place to help the, clean the up watcher. the scenes. Yeah. yeah. He's the, yeah. The, the, the watcher. Named, he was cool. And his name is Connell. <laughs> yes. Which is clear, clearly named after Richard Connell. Um, and it's a coincidence. Not the road that, right over there. Not, not the road right outside James's house. <laughs> if you want to find out where James lives. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. That's fun, fun character. And like, it, it makes it believable that, you know, he's like, he's like, oh yeah, I dropped the motorcycle guy, you know, what was that? Carter? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Ollie from Ted Lasso turns out to be a very bad guy, pretending to be a priest. Um, I did like him though, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was fun. It was interesting to see Dodge's approach change at that moment, right? Because yeah. he he has to almost goad him into having Dodge kill him. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah, he totally goaded him into killing him. Yeah, yeah. If, oh, if, if that's if that's what he wife, wanted, I will yeah. leave her so scarred. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you shut up? He'd let you live if you shut up. Yeah. Ooh, maybe, maybe oh, oh, we have just live. we have just crossed over into justifiable homicide. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, I I said at the time I'm like, well, that cement block is covered with your DNA, dude. You gotta you gotta do something to get rid of it. And then like literally the next scene is Connell talking about right. how he it cleaned it. Yeah, yeah, he dropped him to the bottom of Lake Michigan in a lead-filled coffin yeah. with lye and right. Yeah. Um, Connell was probably my second favorite character. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Nixon is fun just because the three-piece <laughs> suit, you know. Right. And, and he's the one who's disappointed in, in the, the hunt because he, he corners right. Dodge corners pretty him, like, early right on. Bat- yeah, in yeah. the bathroom. Yeah. And, and essentially gives him a chance to escape. I don't think he was necessarily deliberately doing that, but he's like, hey, I want my money back. Oh, right. yes. You do that after the kill, <laughs> right. not before. <laughs> yeah. Look at me giving advice on how to kill people. You monster. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the animated adaptation? <laughs> Survival of the Fattest. <laughs> so it was the Simpsons episode. Let's talk about it briefly. Yeah. Uh, Treehouse of Horror something. 16. 16. 16. Yeah. yeah. And um, Mr. Burns has invited everybody to come to his house for dinner <laughs> and games. Yes. They are the games. Yes. So he runs around shooting them all. Oh, yes. Yep. And, you know, Homer wants to be the last person left alive, and Marge ends up coming and saving his life with a couple of cast iron pans. Yes. Yeah. Because stuff. that's what Marge does. In the same episode where you also have artificial intelligence, which is a ripoff <laughs> oh. of AI, which is another adapted thing. <laughs> yes. We'll have to come back and touch <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did like when they were having dinner, I guess, in the trophy room, and they're panning across the wall with the guys sitting there, and they have their trophy names on the <laughs> right. on the plaques on the on the yeah. plaques, yeah, Behind on the, on, the, where, on where you would mount them on the mantle, I yeah. guess, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that yeah. was funny. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, it's very so, over the top. <laughs> yes, Mr. Burns in the Jeep, Mr. Burns in the biplane, Mr. Burns, <laughs> mm-hmm. Rich which people. was still better than the last one. Yeah. So, I mean, we knew we knew going in that the 2020, yeah. 2022 adaptation <laughs> with Casper Van Dien in it. That's all you need to know to know that this is going to be garbage, <laughs> and it is garbage. Yeah, it, it is. It is really terrible. It. I don't know how long it was. I think it was less than two hours. 
It was too It long. felt like four. I think it, it was an hour you know, and If half. they had chopped yeah. it down to 70 minutes, I think it would have helped the pacing problem quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. It would not have helped the bad acting, the bad scripting, the boring camera work. There were establishing else? shots of Cannon Beach or, or Pacific City or somewhere along the Oregon coast. <laughs> I don't think so, because they kept on thanking the state of Washington and California. You don't have to necessarily thank people for establishing shots. I guess. I, I think the the actual photography of it was done in Washington. But, you, you know, supposedly, okay, so let, let, let's talk about the good. There is, there is some things I can credit this for. I appreciate the fact that it was retro, right? It was apparently set just post-World War II, maybe? One. Yeah. World War One. Uh, yeah. Okay. One? Well, they're on like a steamer, right? No, wow. two, because they're talking about Nazis. They were talking about Nazis. I think that's bad scripting. Because if you look at the type <laughs> the, the trench warfare, that's World War One. Yeah, but I didn't I didn't get the I mean there was a trench, but yeah. you know, I thought maybe it was a foxhole. Those but, are more like uh, riverbeds and foxholes, I think. Yeah. Could have yeah. been. Could've we'll been. see. Okay. It's it's not clear. It never says, and I give it credit yeah. for that. You don't you don't have to tell me what year it is. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but Let's see. That's that's my one piece of credit. There are hunters, right? They're talking about hunting. They're going. They did. They're, yeah, they they're did going have on that a ship. morality discussion. Yeah, they're on. heading to Kodiak, and they yeah. talked about the you know the yeah the morality of hunting and does does that bear you know have have will or is it all instinct you know is it is it really worth it? Yeah, you're right. The first eight minutes of the movie hold some great promise for things that might have been developed and worked right. on. Yeah. Except and then the, the captain fact, comes in. <laughs> and then the captain comes in and it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah it, it was kind of terrible. Yeah. I mean, one of the lower points was, when, you know, Zeroff is supposed to hunt someone who is a hunter. So he does it really well. Mm-hmm. He shoots both the hunters. Right. right. Yeah. Who is this? Oh, this is my son. We're taking him on his first hunting trip. Well, yeah. we'll just leave him alive. Yeah. He's full of vigor and, well, and youth. Yeah, the, the captain comes in and starts delivering his lines, oh. and it ri- reminded me for all the world of Doctor Drake Ramore from that Joey Joey played on Friends, <laughs> oh. where he talked about you know yeah I've been learning a lot about acting you know smelling the fart. And they're like what what's that? And he's like well when you're saying your lines and you can't remember something you just kind of look off into the middle distance and just look like you're smelling a fart and, <laughs> until your line comes back to you. <laughs> And the captain totally does that a couple times. Because, um, you know, they didn't have the budget to do a bunch of... I'm, I'm sure they took the first... Cuts? Cuts of everything. And and half of it looked improvised as well. Judd Nelson is in this, and I don't know if he was on drugs I used to what. think he was a good actor. Oof. Not not yeah. all actors are great improvisers. improvisers. And, and it certainly looked improvised. Yeah. I actually kind of liked the main right. character's performance because he didn't really say anything for a long time. He just sort of looked angsty. Mm-hmm. And awkward. And, and and PTSD, you know. And I was like, okay, fine. And then, yeah. you know, once he started talking to it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll throw in bad editing and directing on top of it. Yep. Yeah. And yep. then and then Casper Van Dien with his sometimes Scottish, sometimes <laughs> vaguely German, act, mostly American. Right. Uh, or just, maybe he's Canadian. Just be know. in Washington. You can have a crazy Washingtonian. <laughs> They've been There's there lots before. of those. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if it's just after World War II, right, there, you know, Alaska isn't even a state yet. If you're early enough. Yeah. It's it's pretty wild. Uh, Random Tom Berenger shows up. Uh, There's some very poor (laughs) tactics. Yeah. (laughs) If you're you're trying to stay away. Let's let's go up to this house on the top of a hill with a nice reflective (laughs) glass window. Yeah. Or when they first run away, they run to the first bare hillside with no cover. Yep. And then, and then, you know, they're standing by a waterfall, which would make it so they wouldn't be able to hear anybody approaching. And then they talk for like five minutes. Yes. No, where are you from? Yeah. And yeah, very was, much not needed exposition. No. Yeah. Yeah. The pacing is so bad. Um, Maybe there's excellent character development we just yeah. don't appreciate. No. No, no I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so what, what we're saying, we are saving all of y'all 
the trouble of watching right. the 2022 The Most Dangerous Game. Yeah, just don't. Yeah. Watch, watch the Queeby one. It was, it was a lot of fun. Queeby was cool. It's, it's not as canonical an adaptation. No. Um, but, you know, the 2022 one isn't, I mean, it's pretty canonical. I guess yeah, it has I some mean, of the lines straight out of it. Casper Van Dien yeah. says the most dangerous game twice. <laughs> That's important. Yeah. And one time he says more dangerous game. And then he says most. Like on the next sentence. <laughs> and, then, and then later in the movie. And he does some cackling. And some, yeah. some I will be back. Not I'll be back. Yes, because Germans mm. never use contractions. No. Yeah. I mean, e- even the, the voice to video sync was bad in one place. Oh, the ADR was terrible. Yeah. yeah. What is this ADR you keep mentioning? It's dialogue replacement. You, you think they could afford that? They, it always happens. That way you don't have, that way when you're, you know, you're taking some audio on the set. I don't know how widespread ADR really is. I think it's pretty widespread. Because really? you remember we watched the, the um, you and I watched the uh, Something Wicked This Way Comes with right. all the microphone blowouts because of the wind. You, you replace that, that dialogue if you have the budget for it. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, the, the audio sync couldn't have been that bad with just recording it on, on set. I'm sure they did some replacement of dialogue. Yeah, because it went away in other, like, well, the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. It was just that one. Right, it was just really like that one spot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Like, can't you watch your lips move and know what you said and try and track along with it really <laughs> There's well? so much talking in the movie. It just drove me absolutely yeah. crazy. Yeah. Totally and it was only 90 minutes long, but it was yeah. some of the longest 90 minutes of my life. <laughs> yeah. I spent some time in the restroom during that movie. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Which we totally paused for. Oh, wait. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing happened while I was in the restroom. No, yeah, you didn't miss anything. Well, that's not true. Something did happen in the restroom, but <laughs> and it was more interesting than the movie. Oh, it's kind of crappy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have nothing else to say about the. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Just don't yeah. watch it. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. I, I would love to see somebody make a good modern, in period or modernized, mm-hmm. you know, the most dangerous game on its one hundredth anniversary. And you'd like to see it more canonical than the Queeby one. Yeah, like a you know a remake of the thirty two movie, basically. Yeah. No, I want to see yeah. someone readapt the source material. Okay. I All don't right. want to see somebody remake. Well, yeah. just take the movie Fair and enough. remake it. I want a, you know I want someone to come and bring their original ideas, mm-hmm. their modifications to the original story. I want to see him actually fall off the boat. I was going to say, Colin wants somebody dropping their pipe and falling into the water. <laughs> there better be some pipe dropping. There better be some bedroom tumbling. <laughs> I, I, oh, there was some pipe whoa, dropping, whoa, whoa. I think. In the, it's, it's, yeah. We're not post, we're post code, but you can do all kinds of things now you couldn't do back then anyway. True. Yeah. yeah. You know, I understand stuff like adding in Fay Ray. You want to have a beautiful woman in there if you can, right? Why? Because <laughs> she's pretty. To give him somebody to talk to, perhaps. To 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 well, she, she does, raise the stakes. She does serve the purpose in a few instances of explaining what's going on in the scene with the traps and things like that. Because in in the book uh, or you know short story whatever, um, you know he's he's writing what kind of traps he's setting and where they where yeah. you know what they where they originated and stuff like that. And to do that in the to do that in a visual medium, you have to have someone opposite to talk to. to to tell them what you're doing. Or you have to... Unless just, you're going to yeah. go the Seth's horrible route of doing no. overhead narrative or whatever the heck or, you want to Or you show him doing it and you don't <laughs> you don't know what he's doing. Like in Predator, right? We know he's setting a trap, but we don't know exactly what the trap is. Right. When he's, when or, he's yeah, raising I mean, that big thing that Did drops, we need right? to know what the trap was? Did we need to know it was some, you know, African tribe thing, whatever? Yeah. No, because no, we didn't when need Zero to know figures that. it out, he can tell us. Yeah. Because yeah. then you have someone to, to act against. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, no, we didn't need to know that, but I mean... It's fine. 
I don't know. For me. Not not defending her role there, I guess, but she, I did see her serving that purpose in the movie in a couple instances, where yeah. there was there was exposition going on yeah. I, for I think, for our benefit as an audience. I think the problem with with trying to do a canonical readaptation of this is then you have to have a main character who's a big game hunter, and people don't like big game hunters. People in on America don't like big game hunters. Yeah. Uh, so when you see, you know, rich people, I, I do enjoy it <laughs> every now and then. Somebody posts like the picture of Steven Spielberg leaning against <laughs> the the t- uh, Triceratops <laughs> from Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. And people are like, hey, here's this, you know, billionaire director leaning against the, the carcass of this thing he recently killed. You know, can you believe the audacity? <laughs> Idiot. Well, so then you actually know you do it. But then you work the redemption of that into the story where he's like, I don't, I can't believe I did this to animals. Yeah, you could do that. So yeah, it, it can be done. Yeah, he I mean, or she. the Trumps do that kind of stuff. And I would love to see one of them redeemed or convicted, one or the other. <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think the redemption story part would fall. Well, first of all, Colin would love, loves a good redemption story. DM. Um, <laughs> but it would fall in line with that more hunter morality discussion they're having already. Yeah. And I think it was something you had mentioned earlier, Colin, where you're, you're now empathizing. That was another theme from the story. Short story was empathizing with the hunted Yeah, that we don't really get in any of the adaptations we've seen so far. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of mentioned in slow on the horrible 1920 or 2022 movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's briefly mentioned in 1932, um, but then the boiler yeah. explodes and right. all goes to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, you know, the big problem with the 2020, 2020 one, the Queeby one, is Dodge is not a hunter. Mm-hmm. And he's an athlete, right? right? So so he, he he has the Ben Richards qualifications of being a fit runner mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, you know, a good candidate for it. So it's, in a lot of ways, more of an adaptation of something like The Running Man than than the most dangerous game. Yeah, but, it was a very reminiscent of Running Man. Yeah, for, although for it's given credit but, to the most dangerous game. It not, is, yeah. yeah. I think we're wrapped. Uh, we can rank them. Yeah. Okay. So, Colin, we don't have to rank The Simpsons. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, uh, I, I absolutely <laughs> love that Kiwi movie. Right. <laughs> it is so good. Yeah. Um, and then I would say the story, mm-hmm. because I think it's it's the thing that has caused all these other things to exist. Yeah. And then there's the 1932 movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fifty feet of crap. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this this poor. <laughs> I feel sorry for the people that spent money to make it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I never object to people taking the money to do something, right? Right. Even if the product that they're producing is direct, um, you know, they have a right to earn a living. Yep. Just, you know, Casper Van Dien, it, it's been tough since Starship Troopers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James? I almost call him, but I'm going to throw Simpsons there because it was awesome too. Oh, okay. How do you feel about Simpsons? I'll go with Simpsons after the 1932 movie, but before the uh, before 50 piles of 50, 50, <laughs> 50 foot pile of crap. <laughs> that's that's from Moneyball, right? There's large market teams, then there's small market teams, then there's 50 feet of crap, and then there's us. <laughs> Mr. Heasley? Yeah, I, I think I have to agree, actually. I, I, I was I was thinking of going story first, because yes. I, I don't think I like the Queeby thing as much as you did, but... But I thought it was really well done, um, you know, and, and that's that's where I feel like, you know, it's a bummer because that it was something that was done with a fair degree of quality and yeah. and yet the platform didn't last. And I don't know why. There must have yeah. been distribution or may, maybe they should have just gone to Amazon and said, hey, we want to do this micro stuff and, you know, sold it to another studio. Yeah. Probably just got out competing. Other forces at work. So there are, as we mentioned, there are other properties that 
look adapted from the most dangerous <laughs> game and may even credit it. We don't know. We haven't actually looked. There are a lot. Like yeah. if you look up, there's a Wikipedia article just about the adaptations of the most dangerous game. And it mm -hmm. goes from, you know, definitely adapted to tangentially inspired right. yes. in, in the list. Across multiple medias. Yes. When you're uh, a corrupt yeah. sheriff capturing immigrants and right. know, hunting them for sport because you're, you're a corrupt sheriff. Yeah. Right. That's in the same vein, but it sounds like an episode of the A Team. That's the one with Andy Griffith as the corrupt sheriff. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> nice. No, you can't have a corrupt sheriff as Andy Griffith. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the other way around. Yeah. The the next podcast that you'll get in the feed will be an episode on some of the more inspired by less maybe adapted from. Yeah, we'll let you know. Yeah, and and well, we 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 can mention a couple of the titles that we'll definitely do. Because we're definitely going to do Surviving the Game with Rutger Hauer nice. and Gary Busey and Ice-T. Hard Target. Hard Target. It's long, <laughs> yes. you know. With the muscles from Brussels. Yes, with the muscles from Brussels. Um, with the kicks and the splits. Um, oh, and the Game of Death. Now that you mentioned the other. A Game of Death? you mentioned earlier, I want to watch that now. The 1945 one? Yeah. Okay, if we can find it, then, then we can definitely well, I do have it. it. It's oh, you on, do? It's on there. Okay. Okay. Are we, are we going to spend the next six hours watching him? I, I'm not sure. So yes. I, I guess we could We could <laughs> peek behind the curtain. We've been at James's house since 8.30 this morning, <laughs> watching movies and podcasting. And, yep. uh, it's Veterans Day, so happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. Yeah, happy Veterans Day, Thank you Day, for James. your service. Yes. Yeah. yeah. James, James here served uh, in the war. <laughs> 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 okay. Do you not feel that you served during the war? No. <laughs> <laughs> you were on active duty during, yeah. during the second Gulf War. Right? He was on an undermarine. first Gulf War. No, I'm not that old. Second? Second? 98, man. That's when I joined the Navy. Oh, okay. 98 to 04. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, I was there during you know, the Iraq, Afghanistan, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Patrol. 9-11. I'm a 9-11 vet. There you go. There we go. Yeah. All right. So anyhow, happy Veterans Day. Thank you for all uh, to all of you who served, uh, either our country or another country. Unless it was Nazi Germany, in which case. <laughs> in which case, you're probably dead by now. So, right. One hopes. Right. Okay, so we'll sign off for this one. All right, so thanks, everybody, and look for the next episode in the feed. I'm not sure when it's going to drop exactly, probably sometime in December. And then, yeah, we'll do at least one more episode. We'll, we'll see if we can find one. We need a dangerous one. game blessing. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so until next time, we'll leave you with a most dangerous game-inspired Blessing. May the road rise up to meet you, and may you keep a firm, firm grip on your pipe. <laughs> Take that however you want. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said? That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs>